Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. And welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. Today in the studio, we have Sarah. Her mission is to educate peers and help entrepreneurs to become more effective leaders. Kathleen, whose mission is to assist parents who have experienced the loss of a child to suicide, move from pain and suffering to peace, presence, and purpose, and Catherine, whose purpose is to help others in internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. Oh, I said, and, and me. I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do the work they love and love the work they do. Stay committed to your decisions, but flexible in your approach. That's Tony Robbins. This anonymous quote, to change your life, you need to change your priorities. And finally, by Les Brown, honor your commitments with integrity. So those are great quotes in philosophy in theory, but in reality, things change. You change what you want changes. So what happens when your priorities change and it's time to honor the most important commitment, the one to live in alignment with what's right for you? And how do you know when it's time to move on? Uh, We've got some stories to share (laughs) Some commitments that we all have. I say commitment. What it usually is commitment phobic, right? People are afraid of commitment. What happens on the other side? You stay committed, and it's just time to move on. So this is a topic that is hitting close to home, and Kathleen will lead our discussion. Kathleen, the mic is yours. I so love this because I am on the way on the other side when we talk about commitment, or I have been. So I've changed that over the last five or six years. But commitment can be overcommitted because you feel guilty or sad or obligated to follow through with something that you mentioned or that you said or that you've created a, a committed relationship with someone, whether it's a cosmetologist, a partner, a business partnership, whatever it is, commitment can be almost like shackles at times. And not always, because commitment, when you made a commitment, like Whitney said, when you've made a commitment, there's some responsibility with you to follow through with that commitment. And it can also become a shackle because so it's almost like when do you stay in flow and when do you not? And How do you have conversations around the commitments that you've had? So for me, some commitments that I've had was, I mean, like, I'm just going to start it off with a really humorous story. My second husband was only a very short time. And the reason why I married him 
I know this is crazy, but the reason why I married him is because I said I would. And even though I knew that it wasn't right, I knew I didn't want to marry him. I had said I had given my word and I had committed to marrying him. And within six weeks, our marriage was over because I literally had a panic attack. The one and only panic attack I've ever had, even through the loss of my son, was when we were flying into Tahiti on our honeymoon. And the thought crossed my mind was, oh my God, what am I going to do alone with this man for 10 days? Literally, I had a panic attack. And then I was literally like food poisoning sick the night that we stayed there the first night. So clearly nothing happened the first night on our honeymoon. So, I mean, it just goes to show you when you are out of alignment with your body, with your soul, with who you are and who you're meant to be, where your heart's calling is, that your your body tells you and you're reminded in one way or another that it's not working for you. So I'm curious where in other other stories, other times in your life, have you not been committed to yourself, but more committed to someone else because you're fearful of hurting them or offending someone or because you've given your word? Sarah, you look like you're ready to. I am ready. And I kind of have somewhat of a humorous story. Mine is definitely attached to nail person. So I love getting my nails done. I actually enjoy a pedicure. And so it's kind of part of my beauty routine that I'm committed to. Um, Certainly don't have to do these things, but it is a luxury that I get to enjoy. And I have very thin fingernails. And they're actually, they kind of refer to them as oily fingernails. I know that's bizarre, but what that means for me is a regular manicure peels off within a day. Doesn't matter who does it, how good they are. It's the process of those chemicals binding and not binding to my nail. Oh, good. Good. I'm not the only one. Thank God. So I've always struggled with finding the right person that would give me the appropriate bond and thickness without making them thick and clunky, right? So it's this challenge I've had in finding the right person. And so when I do find someone, I kind of overcommit because I'm so excited that they can finally get nail polish to stick. Now, now I use the gel nail, which is amazing. It's the best invention for me. And oddly enough, my nails have been getting thicker lately. So I'm not sure what that's about, but I have a wonderful gal now. I don't hardly ever chip them anymore. She does the process. She gets me. She gets my nails. Amazing. Not so much years before I found her. I had a chick who could do my nails and would get them to stay. And I could, that was the great part. But when she did my pedicures, you know when they trim your cuticles? She would dig in and find this strip cuticle on my big toes and pull them out. And then they would bleed, bleed people. And I hated it. And I would tell her all the time, please don't do that to me, please. It's okay. Just leave it. It might supposed to be there because it gets angry every time you take it. I don't know. It was kind of her thing though, I think, because she wouldn't stop and she wouldn't stop and she wouldn't stop. And so, but I would go to her. This is the commitment issue, ladies, is I would go to her because the nails were correct. Now, why I didn't get it that I should just go get a pedicure by someone else, 
That You know why? Because I couldn't get the same nail color. And I like matchy-matchy. Sorry. That's why you take your old polish with you. Yeah, and you're willing to torture yourself. This is a prime example of what being overcommitment Overcommitted for sure. Willing to be tortured because you've committed to your nails or to this particular person and you're willing to torture yourself. Literally inflict pain on yourself because you wanted matching nail colors. Like it doesn't make sense, people. And listen, I could do without either of these services for the rest of my life and life would still be good. But I had overcommitted to the nail process. You're absolutely correct. And it took a lot of standing up for myself, right? And eventually one day I just left and never went back. Yeah. I was so irritated. I actually even told her that she couldn't do my nails. She'd started by my pedicure. And I just wanted to be heard in that moment. I wanted to be heard that I didn't want her to take this thing out of my toenail. So in that instance, being overcommitted was at the detriment of my own health, right? Like I could have actually even gotten an infection from that, which I never did. But Yeah, so I think what you're bringing up, Sarah, from my perspective, is a very similar thing. And what I was sharing was that when do we use our voice and honor ourselves over the commitment that we've made. Yeah. When you've overcommitted for, you know that you've outlasted the relationship in one form or another, whether it's your nail salon or your hairdresser or your, or your partner or your business partner. It doesn't matter where it is. When have you outlasted and what kind of conversation? When do you get to use your voice? And what kind of conversation can you have with the people that you feel that you're no longer resonating with or with the particular agreement that you're no longer resonating with, how can you create it so where there may be a new resonance created, a new opportunity? How, and that's what a conversation is about, right? It's like the ability to come together, to honor what people are feeling and thinking. And if there's a way to be... Even, or betters, or the infinite possibilities that come up, the way that things can come up is when you're really honoring yourself and honoring the other by being authentic, vulnerable, and creative in that process. Well, and let's be real. I let her go, and she filled her space with someone else that was more appreciative of her. Because in that moment, I wasn't appreciating her to her ability, you know, the ability that I could appreciate someone and do appreciate someone in her position at more. And that's come up for me in another way, just to bring light to a more serious topic is employment or, you know, creating a partnership with somebody where somebody on my team, on my real estate team. And when the relationship of who's providing what for each other is not in sync, it is a decision on where are we spending our time with each other and are we the right partnership in that I've had that recently with an agent on my team where I felt like letting him move forward with his career was going to be healthier for everybody involved. I don't know that I could serve him any, any longer. And so, but that was a really hard decision. Like, was I letting him down? That was a concern of mine or was I not enough for him, you know, in that moment or, or why couldn't I be better? Those were the, I wanted to help him in his success and moving forward. But it, we just weren't the right match. Let's be real. 
And yeah. I had to go through a series of asking myself questions. I really, I reached out to a business coach even, right? Because I had access to, to a sounding board and to someone that could provide professional opinion about it. And I think making decisions about what's healthy for you in a commitment is continuing to evaluate over and over again, is this relationship working? Are we meeting the agreement that we came to? And how is that serving me today? Because how it served me two, three years ago could have been different. And maybe it's not serving on the same level. And where does that fit in my schedule of life and where I'm headed? Yeah, I think, you know, to add to you, how is it serving me? I think there, to add to that, I would also create this opportunity of saying, how is it serving me in the greater good of all? Because if I show up not feeling completely committed and in it, in whatever situation, then that energy is felt throughout the universe. Yeah. And so is the person that you're working with understands that as well. Even though it's not a verbalized issue, it is really an energetic issue. So if you're showing up because you're feeling guilty, you know, I'm going to use my story that I started with, you know, when I married the man that I knew I didn't want to marry, I was afraid I was going to hurt him if I said no, if I changed my mind. And what ended up happening is even more people got hurt out of it. You know, it's like it created this tenuous environment where we both knew that the other wasn't happy. And it just created just this such conflict that just it went out into the world even more. So I was really honoring not only myself, but also honoring him by saying, this is not working. We need to, we need to just go our separate ways. I'm sorry that I overcommitted <laughs> when I knew I shouldn't have, and we need to just move on. So, yeah. As you're saying that, and Sarah as well, the thoughts that just, that are the thought that kept coming to me, is it starts with vision for your life, right? What is it ultimately, and both of you have said this, what is it that you want? What is it that you want and how do you want to feel as you are moving through your life? How do you want to be as you're moving through your life? And you both brought up being authentic and you know honoring yourself and honoring others. But I think one of the things that we do is we start assuming when the commitment is with other people, we start assuming what it is they're going to feel, right? If they're going to be hurt, if they're going to be offended, if they're, we are making assumptions about something, one, that we may not have the truth to. And I think your situation, Kathleen, is so on point because when you were speaking about it the first time, what I wrote down was how is following through going to serve you and those that you're committing to long term, right? Because it's not just about, you said you did that because you said you would. Well, you did the thing, the getting married piece, but it's not about getting married. It's about being married, right? And so when you get to the point, when you look long term, you're like, well, I'm not going to be happy married long term. If I'm not happy, there's no way he's going to be married happy long term. So saying no in this moment is a better way to go. But I think the bigger point, and both of you said this, would have been having the conversation. 
and communicating and then making the decision together, which I think ultimately is how you move through it. So I'll step back a little bit, putting my lawyer hat on, right? A commitment when it involves other people is a contract. And there's nothing wrong with changing the terms of the contract, but it can't be one-sided. Both parties have to, or all parties have to make that agreement. And you can't make the agreement to change something and move out of that commitment without having the conversation. So you've got to be clear about what you want. And then you need to think about how do you go about making the change, whether that is removing yourself from the commitment, the situation, the event, whatever it is. How do you go about making the change? And again, this goes back to how do you want to feel and who do you want to be? Right. I think we all we're coming from this from a place of we want to be people who are who honors, you know, we're people of our word and we honor our commitments. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if honoring your commitment makes life for you and others worse, if it doesn't serve, as Kathleen has said, if it doesn't serve you and others, in in the highest good, then is it really a commitment worth making? Because now you're talking about your energy, your time, it could involve money and other things. And so I too have sort of my fun, you know, commitment stories with manicurists and, you know, nail techs and massage therapists and hair the person who does my hair and I was sharing before, since you guys have talked about nails and husbands, ex-husbands or former husbands, I'll talk about (laughs) hair and a dentist. And I have a dentist story too, but I have someone who's been doing my hair now for about 20 years. And a few years ago, I remember having a conversation with him and saying, you're the only man he is like literally the only man who has touched me, right? In the entire time I've been married, right? Other than my husband. And so some p- point after I got remarried. Oh, you like, really did mean touched you other than yes, your husband. The only like, man, yes. The only man, other man that's touched. I was the girl, I didn't know where we were going. <laughs> He's the only man who has touched me, period, right? Other than, we're talking about hairdresser. Hair, my hairstylist, yes. Other than like. Uh, what is their number? I was curious. What's their number? <laughs> <laughs> He must be very special. He is very special. And so he's started doing trainings. He works for a huge, you know, multi, a global brand and he does training for them. And so he started not always being available and I needed my hair done. And I was like, well, that's not working for me. Right. It's like, you need to be here. But his wife is also a hairstylist and he trained her. He's a trainer, right? And so he trained her and she is as good as, if not maybe even a little better. He, I don't think he listens to the podcast, so I can say that. And so, but the very first time I was like, it was just weird having someone else with their 
fingers running through my hair, right? And so, you know, we have this, we have this. And it was something that I had to get this commitment that I had to him had to get over. So now it's the two of them, just the two of them. They're a tag team. <laughs> and so I don't know what's going to happen if I ever need something. And both of them are not available. But, you know, the same thing happened in like my first marriage, right? You know, to be a little more serious. And it's at, at what point do you go, I have put everything into this that I can. It's not working. It doesn't meet my vision. I'm not feeling the way I want to feel. I'm, I'm not serving myself, the other person or any of the other people in my life. Right. And Sarah's point was so important is that this is not in reality. We should be reevaluating our life on a continuous basis, right? We should be grateful for what we have and the people that are in it, but we should be reevaluating. Am I on the right path for me? Am I on the course that I want to be on? Is the course that I chose five years ago, is this still the right course, Right. right? Are these the right decisions? And if we would stop thinking that what I want now is not what I wanted when I was 15. It is not what I wanted in, I will say, 1996 when I started law school. What I want now is not what I wanted when I got my first job as a lawyer and a lobbyist. What I want now is not even the same as what I envisioned for my life When I left that job and worked for myself full, started working for myself full time four years ago. So I'm constantly reevaluating, which means that the things that I have committed to need to be reevaluated as well. And yes, I can honor my commitments, but part of honoring my commitments means being honest with the people that I'm involved with and saying, you know, it's it's time for a change. And then having a conversation to say, how can we do this? Or, you know, maybe there's a change with that person that can happen. But we don't know if we don't have that conversation because we're assuming, right, what they're thinking and what they want. Maybe they don't want to do my nails in, anymore either right? Or maybe he doesn't want to do my hair anymore, right? I have no idea. And so there's just this assumption that we have that somehow it's going to be a problem and we have to step away from the fear, stop letting the fear talk and just be honest, authentic, and and true to ourselves and make it possible for us both sides or all sides to get to the or something better. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy, I love everything you just said. And really the conversation, I think even goes deeper. So there's two things that I, that I gathered that I really want to focus on as, as we move forward and, and include Catherine on this conversation. But the one thing is reevaluating your contract, renegotiating your contract It just brought to light the conversation I had yesterday with a particular person who had asked me to be a trainer in a healing modality that I'm in, that I'm a master in. And she has 
respect for me. She knows that I have the ability. She knew that I would be an asset to her company and that it would be helpful to me. Long story short, our contract that we had come up with was not clear and I didn't understand her side of the contract. And when it became clear from her point of view, I was like, this isn't working for me. I'm not in that space. I don't want to do that. I don't want to pay that amount of money. I, and I wasn't defensive. So that's what, what I'm coming back to. And the second point is the communication piece. I wasn't defensive that she was clear on her values and her desires. And I also allowed myself to honor myself to say very clearly what my expectations were, what I had understood it to be, and that if my understanding was correct, then I'm no longer interested. So we actually had a a Zoom conversation and it was so beautiful because this is the way a good, clear conversation had. This is mutual respect happens The conversation was like, we both love each other. We both respect each other. And if it's not working for one or the other, that means it's not working for the other either. That because energetically, it's not going to work. And so there's enough respect that we both honored each other and let that go and move forward. So we negotiated the contract or it became null and void. We honored each other by being vulnerable, authentic, and not coming with a defensive, like, they're going to act a certain way. I'm not assuming anything. I only get to show up with how I feel with the most authentic, compassionate, and honest communication possible. And I think that's how she showed up, and that's why it works so beautifully. And so that's a great teaching, I think, for all of us, is that when you show up, show up being authentic show up being compassionate, and show up being truthful. And that's the best that you can do. Before Catherine goes, you know, talked about listening, right? Respecting and a new word you threw in there, expectations, right? Being clear about our expectations and communicating them, which I think creates a lot of the angst that goes on is that we're not communicating our expectation, whether it's to a service provider, a partner, anyone we're in a relationship with, that we don't communicate our expectations because we are, I don't know, fearful that they won't live up to it, that I don't know what, but I love that you brought that piece up. Yeah, and difficult conversations have to be done voice or in person or over Zoom or because body language matters, the energy behind it matters. You can't get that in an email. And so the clear communication really requires you to have the conversation. Become comfortable in the uncomfortable. We've talked about that before, but be comfortable in the uncomfortable of when you're really, truly honoring yourself you are not hurting anyone else. You're honoring them as well. Don't quit people over text is what you're telling me. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, words can be interpreted so many different ways too. And there's, you know, like words are the smallest part of the communication process. You know, there's body language involved, tonality, like all these different things that contribute to it. And, you know, I think when you're dealing, you know, there's like, I love the show because it like really has me thinking about there. Like commitment is vast. It is a vast, big topic. 
And it's really like, I'm thinking through this, it's like very categorical in my mind too, around like different areas of commitment, right? Like we've been focusing a lot on like personal relationships, whether it's like our hair person or nail person, which by the way, I still drive an hour away to get my damn hair done because I'm attached. And so feel you all on that. And I currently have a chipped nail because I didn't go to my normal nail person. And now I'm like, oh, you know, so I feel you ladies. Um, important things and relationships are a big part of commitment, right? And and we've talked a lot about that. And, you know, I want to touch on that and then shift to another part of commitment because I have been living the biggest commitment of my life the last like five years, which has been a a beautiful journey, you know, on the personal commitment side, one of the things I'm just seeing in myself, and this kind of relates around like the letting go of or not. And that analysis is like, is it attachment? right? Is it commitment or is it attachment? Because one thing I've noticed about myself is separation anxiety, right? Like I get that straight up. Like I even like my contractor is like wrapping up at Fit District and I'm like heart palpitating. Like what am I going to do without this guy? He's been like a major person for five months and like the things aren't working. And so it's like, who are we like encountering like all the time, even if it's seasonal or like temporary. And it's like that attachment. It's like, I'm going to be okay. Like I'm going to be okay. You know? So it's like just analyzing like that feeling in the body and like the charge around it. Like, like, is there angst? Like we've brought up guilt, you know, because also a lot of things that hold us back and staying in commitments that necessarily aren't serving us or the greater good is also, am I just afraid to speak up? Which is what we were just alluding to, you know, which always live your truth and be authentic. Like that's a big message here and you'll figure it out. Right. Cause we also have moments where it's like, what's not working and we might be blaming it on something where it's like really this thing is actually working and it's something else. So it's like a lot of internal soul searching and feeling of the feeling around it and either parting of it or not. So that's like one thing. And then like committing to people, one thing I've learned has been, you know, whether it's like in our business, our personal life, it's like alignment is so huge for me personally. That big A word, feeling that alignment with that person, that soul, right? And um, like that's been a big shift for me in my life, I'd say over the last five, six, seven, eight years is like, A, how does that alignment, how does that energy feel with us, right? And like vibing on values and morals and like what's like important, you know, in our lives at this, this time, you know, what is like the intention of this person, right? Which is super important in our business. I think before anything, you know, I had a, our first fit district event yesterday, closed private event for our founding members and our team. And it was like, the vibe was just incredible. The energy was incredible people were meeting new people, like friendships were being made, like from our cafe team to our studios team to our founding members. It was just this beautiful high vibe energy. And it's because 
I was very intentional. Number one thing when I hired people was who is the person? Who is the person inside? What is the energy that they're bringing to life? It wasn't like, what is your work history? It's like, what is your purpose in life? Like, what is your mission? Like asking every single job role they were hiring for that, like truly from, you know, every position in the cafe, from front of the house to back of the house, to every instructor, to every front desk person, every leadership role, that was number one for me. Number one. And most of the people have been great. Few people I made incorrect judgment on, if that's the right word or whatever the right word is for you there. And I learned from it, right? So my point is, is, you know, for me, I would share, find out how you align in your relationships on a values standpoint first. Who is this person? Is that energy working with your energy, right? And it's not always going to be on, right? And there's always room, always, part of being in alignment is getting back into alignment. And that's also a big role. When you know the energy's there, the person is there, all the things are there that are feel right, like there's some misalignments, like let's just get back into alignment, right? Let's be in truth. Let's be in conversation. Like I want it to be you, you want it to be you, like how do we get there, right? So I'll share that real quick and then move to another commitment part more on just like, I would just feel inclined to share about fit district and committing to fit district, you know, years ago, five years ago or so, where it was like, I've shared before, like fit district was a dream in me for a long time. And finally I made the commitment to myself to just do it because I couldn't handle living in regret of not doing it. And literally the turmoil in my soul was like really, really present about not going after this thing that was like in this idea, this desire of fit district. And I committed and I committed to my why. So I would say committing to a thing and even people like, it's like, know your why, right? And that why can shift, but know first what is your why? Get so clear, get it in your soul. And it's usually about five deeper than your first why, right? And it will evolve when you commit to it, right? And it will get you through the ups and downs because as humans, when we are going through challenges, many of us just want to quit or run or move away to something else, right? When it gets a little challenging, it's our human nature to want to take flight, right? And so I wanted to take flight a couple times <laughs> throughout this process. You know, I like had like a lot of freaking ups and downs and still incurring it, right? But it's been a beautiful journey. It's like I've been building Fit District and Fit District has been building me, right? And staying in there, staying into that commitment, staying to my why. This vision is now physically manifested and it's been, you know, the commitment part has been about, you know, my why, this dream that I have, the, what purpose I know it will serve for people and me. And that's okay too. And me and people and me. So serving is a big part of also commitment, right? Like the intention around the commitment, what is that? And serving is 
often that layer for me. And it's like, and it's a feeling, right? Like determining like, okay, this doesn't feel right. Like, like this energy's off, blah, 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 time to go. Or this still, even though like I would say about fit district and thinking through here on the spot, it's like all of the challenges like still felt right being in, you know, like it, it still was like good and exciting and whatever, but it was like still felt on purpose. So it's often can be challenging to like know when to release or not, you know, particularly for me, for sure, like a journey of attachment things, right. And relationships, a journey of definitely earlier in life, codependence in some of those relationships. And it was all bundled up into my story around loyalty, right? Mm -hmm. I have a big story around loyalty. And that was always number one for me in relationships. Loyal to default is what I learned sometimes. Loyal to default. And it keeps us in things. Story, think, Look into your stories around loyalty, right? Because that also plays into commitment and will keep us in things that aren't serving us, right? Or your story may be, I'm not loyal. And it may keep you from committing and having commitment issues, right? And that's also another side to this that we haven't really talked about. But that's what I've got. That's what's on my heart right now, Kathleen. Oh my goodness, Catherine, you had so many good nuggets there that I don't know that I can wrap it all up with that. But the, the, one of the things that early on you talked about attachments versus commitment, and that's absolutely the truth. I think that when we become over loyal, over attached to something, then we, we place it on, well, I've committed to it, so I've got to do that. But I, I leave with one thing of just mentioning that the attachment or loyalty, the only attachment or loyalty that is really healthy for anyone is the loyalty to yourself mm. and being authentic with all people. Now your loyalty, it's really loyalty to your higher self, not to yourself. So we could get very mixed up on what I just said in, in many ways. So let me just be That's very clear. No, we didn't talk about commitment to ourselves. Right. right. It, it's the loyalty, the commitment to yourself, to your higher self, to your higher purpose, to your higher calling. It's that energy that you talked about, Catherine, and your intentions. And, you know, we didn't even talk about the attachment we have to what we expect from our children our relationships with as a parent to our child or our child to our, to the parent, what we expect them, how we expect them to show up, how we expect them to behave. The fact is they're on their own journey and stop projecting your, your expectations onto them and allow them to grow and be their own human and support them in the best way possible that you can. So the last thing I wanted to offer as a, tip or tool for you, the listener, to hear is how to have clear communication. You know, mm -hmm. communicating is one thing, but one of the best way to eliminate any misunderstandings or expectations is after someone is done speaking, you speak back to them what you heard them say and how you could start this. So what I hear you saying is X, Y, and Z. Because then you're voicing what you heard, not what they said. And then you ask them to say, so tell me what you heard me say. And I've said this before too, but those are two very clear, distinct ways to be able to understand and be on the same wavelength as the person that you're communicating with. 
Um, so with that, this has been a really in-depth, awesome show again. And Catherine and Sarah, before Whitney takes over, do you have any extra or anything that you want to leave our listeners with? I would just say sometimes commitment, I wrote this down actually, as, as we were chatting on the show earlier, you know, commitment is a state of being. It's a state of dedication to a person, a cause, an activity, and I would add, and to ourselves. So I love that we included commitment to ourselves, right? And if it is a way of being versus another, just another thing, that could be another analysis point. Like if this is just like feels like flow and beingness for you, that could be a good indicator. Like this is a good commitment, right? Or if it's just like, oh, another thing, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, I feel like that's, there's, that's two apparent differences of feelings inside of us. That is the truth, Catherine, and thank you for that awesome share. And I would just like to add, too, that the one thing that my husband reminds me of, Jeff, often says, too, that commitment's not bad. And sticking beside someone or something, even through some difficult times, is healthy and needed. That's where loyalty comes from. And he might be one of the most loyal people that I know, but also the balance of that. And it's all about creating balance, right? Is asking yourself and reevaluating as Whitney had mentioned earlier on, it's, it's okay to reevaluate, but part of that reevaluation should be, why am I bothered? Why am I reevaluating this? Why is this coming up now? And to your point, Catherine, sometimes we make rash decisions in emotional states, right? And so this isn't, I don't think, a podcast where we're saying, hey, <laughs> reevaluate all your things that you're committed to and shake up your life. That, but when something's feeling off, it's okay to be transparent and to communicate deeply and to communicate well and see where that takes you. And just see where those relationships follow and go. But I agree, communication at its highest level is where commitment and evaluating commitments in our life starts or contracts that we create with others. Clarity. So great topic. We could go on and on. And maybe we should. Maybe we should go on and on about this topic because maybe we could talk about our commitments to ourselves and how that rolls out. As always. As always, first of all, you guys leave me speechless, right? The, the, the wisdom, the willingness to share, to be vulnerable, to be authentic runs so deep in this group between the five of us every week. It amazes me. So I want to leave you with this. We've talked about commitment to yourself to some degree, right? The authenticity, being clear about what it is you want, your vision for your life. I love what your husband says, Sarah, commitment is not bad. At the same time, it's, it's not good. It just is, right? And it likes so much in our lives when we stop putting judgment on things and move through it with honesty and integrity. 
and communication, we realize that we can serve ourselves and the others who are in our sphere. And we just have to be willing to do that. Going back to listening, Kathleen, giving such great tips, listening, and then repeating what you heard or what you believe you understood from what you heard, right? And articulating the expectations. So, you know, all of these are part of what it takes for us to be our best selves and to live our lives in a way that attracts people, right? And at the same time, lets us be who we have been created to be. So we would love to hear from you. Are you struggling with commitment, overcommitment? Are you someone who has a longstanding relationship with a dentist who is like two hours away when there are like a thousand dentists between here and there? I am I'm not calling anybody out by name. I'm just saying manicures, pedicures, hair, ex-husbands, whatever, right? To jobs, right? We can have this conversation about jobs. And, you know, Sarah talked about people in her business. We could talk about the relationships with people in our business, our commitments and attachments to jobs and people and situations, the stories that we keep telling ourselves, right? This can go on and on. But this particular episode has to end. So we will end this here and we will pick the conversation up at a later time. But in the meantime, we would love to hear, are you having challenges with commitment one way or the other? We would love to hear from you. You can share on our Facebook page in the Facebook group or on Instagram. We would love to hear your comments. And until next time, take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.